0: This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013.
1: When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento, 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 Sacramento.
0: Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All
2: right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 157. My name's Turner Sparks.
0: And I
3: am Mike Kaplan.
2: You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram. Lost in America Pod?
3: Yes. And we're Lost in America Pod. Pod on Twitter, right? The letter n, the letter n cuz they cuz the Twitter's not long enough Twitter's to let not, us do it all. Yeah. But. On the podcast today, we
2: have Jim Norton, stand-up comedian yeah, Jim Norton. Look at that. Jim and Sam show on uh SiriusXM, used to be on the Opie and Anthony show. Also, he's in The Irishman coming up. Coming. It's in theaters
3: now. If you're in select oh, sorry, select now. markets and then it's on
2: Netflix on November 27th. Yeah, playing Don Rickles. So we're going to talk to him all about that plus um he wants to talk about Brazil. We're going to get into Brazil a little bit. He used to do uh, take trips to Brazil. Uh. Oh, all right. Um, comedy, I'm sure. But before all that, Kaplan, we have eighty $79, I think, now in Patreon subscribers. But the important point is two of those people are $20 a month subscribers. So we need to make T-shirts.
3: We promise T-shirts to the $20 subscribers. We
2: promise T-shirts to $20 subscribers. Mm. I came up with a fantastic <laughs> design idea. I want to run it by you guys. All right. Producer Matt, you can Let's... jump in here, too. You know the... Um, I think the first people to do it, or the first people I could find online, were the Bush Reagan 1980s campaign They shirts. had a great podcast. They had a great they had podcast. first Patreon,
3: guys. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was their campaign shirts where it was like Reagan Bush, and then with a little maybe like a uh, Stars and Stripes, and it said 84. And it was red, white. It was like maybe like a blue shirt with red, white, and blue, you know, like an America type deal. I'm saying same thing Kaplan, Sparks, um, and then instead of 84, 2000. Mean twenty. Oh yeah, 20. <laughs> it's twenty. Does twenty make sense? It's like de- twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you need an apostrophe, or else apostrophe, people just yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Run it. Yeah, and then somewhere on there, maybe "Lost in America" written underneath it. What do you think? What do you guys think? I don't know. Kaplan didn't done. like it. All well,
3: I was just thinking it's been done by some others. I feel like.
2: But what other podcast? I mean, maybe if you, if you can keep
0: changing up the campaign slogan, I think that works. Oh, we need a slogan. What do you mean? Get lost! Well, was like if you're going to do repeated free shirts, free shirts for these people. No, no,
2: we're not doing repeated. You oh, get okay, get one, w- one. Okay, time. just one. Okay. Yeah, you get one. Oh, it's shirt. A one-time shirt, of course. Oh, I thought it was. You like... think we're making a new design every month? <laughs> I don't know what we said on that podcast. <laughs> I do. Just everyone <laughs> shut up. <laughs> right. We said you get one shirt. <laughs> one shirt. Okay. For a twenty dollar, uh, for a twenty
3: dollar Patreon subscriber. Okay. Right. You get a shirt. So should we have a slogan, Matt? If we do that with, uh, with like a
0: kid. I think bit- "Lost
3: in America"
2: is the or- slogan,
0: right? I mean, I think you can do a little bit more than that. Like, ha- you ha- That's the podcast. Then you can have... Get lost? Like, What's a good campaign slogan? Yeah, really what, a winning what represents strategy. you as a person? Well, the two of you. Lost in America.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, that represents any us. candidate can tell you they 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 know what they're talking about. We are the only ones who are lost. So yeah, I, don't know. I think so. Uh, also, you can't have too
2: much on there; it gets too busy. Yeah, as they and, might say, and too
0: expensive, as they might
3: say. Kaplan thinks they charge by the letter.
2: I, I don't know. In design, I'm
0: not sure. You you think you're just like maybe you're getting like straight text, but you just send them a picture. <laughs> exactly. <that's laughs> exactly. Then
2: it's free. That's it's what I'm like, saying. You last send year.
0: one Photoshop image and just like, oh, okay. all right. So we need a Photoshop image. All right. Uh, so I would uh, assume. I don't make many t-shirts. But why you didn't
3: like it. Tell us why, Kaplan. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just thought... I, I felt like I've seen those before. But maybe that's the key. Maybe we need. To, maybe we don't need to be that original. No! I mean, I'm just... I see all these... Who all else these did people, it? There's all these people at my gym who were like taunt me with this Pod Save America t-shirt. Does that look like that? that? It just says Pod Save America. Friend, friend of the, of the pod. pod. Or screw, yeah. screw them. They ripped us off with their America. We've yeah. talked about this a lot. So I... Uh, Maybe we can just skip do friend of the pod steal that
0: no or no they ripped you off with America (laughs) Yeah, we
3: were doing a podcast with American and I think before them and they just threw in the word America Big lawsuit. We're, they heard our pod.
2: We're going to file it. Cap, I think, for, for, who cares? Forget them. We're in different markets. Oh, uh, okay. They don't know. Our listeners, do you think our listeners are listening to Pod Save America? Yeah. Well, Weber is, but
3: he's, he's the only He's crossover. the one crossover he's listener. To every podcast in America.
2: So. Everyone else, no one else wants to hear just people complain about how, oh my God, America's done, di- oh my God, oh, did you <laughs> see what Trump said on Twitter? Like, that's their whole podcast.
0: Well, I was actually listening to a rerun of uh, This American Life from, like, 2000. Mm. Yeah. The, the episode title was Lost in America. No,
2: well, they stole our idea, too. <laughs> this American Life. <laughs> this American Life using America in the We're title. We're after them. <laughs> they took it from us, too. So that... All right. I'm going to... I think... Here's All right, maybe we could do that. We maybe get, I'm coming around on it. We could talk till we're blue in the face about this, or we could just pull the trigger, get it done, get T-shirts. So for uh, Gary Sparks, for Kenan uh, Taconi, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, $20 a month people, they're going to get T-shirts. they got to send us in
3: their uh, sizes, and we're going to get them. <laughs> they got to send us our sizes. Not, well, we how just, are we supposed to know their size? I don't know. We'll contact them directly. I think you just do when you go to sporting event. Every, every shirt is extra large, because they just assume everyone at sporting events are fat. That's what we got. <laughs> no. So I have all these free shirts because, like, Weber always gives them to me because he can't, you know. Like people just give them to me. They're like, when I was fat, <laughs> be like, here. I was at this sh- sh- event. I can't wear the shirt. Bonus of being a fat bonus guy. To exactly. To so we just t-shirt. make extra large. And no. all right. Well, so for everybody right. else. Um, go to pa-
2: Patreon. Go to Patreon.com, Patreon.com slash Lost in America. Go to Lost in America pod.com for five bucks a month. You get our, our show, our wrap up show every single week on Thursdays uh, for free for $5 a month. In your <laughs> inbox uh, or inbox, whatever you can subscribe to it. So you get two shows a week. Cap, I also, before we get to um, Lost in America real quick, the, uh, we had some hate mail this week. Oh, good. Skip the hate mail music. Cause we've got to get right to it, but somebody, everyone can go on our iTunes page. Now, some guy, Guy said he listened once, and here's his official review. What's his name? Oh, yeah. uh, it's on there. I don't remember, but okay, don't. he goes, um, the, the, uh, the title is called Trying to Charge for a Podcast? And then it says, first episode I tried was the comedy album wrap-up. Then the first thing they said is they want money. Sorry, guys. You lost me in 30 seconds. Whoa. Screw you, buddy.
3: Oh my this God. has been
2: a free show for 157 episodes now. Yeah. If you want an
3: extra show, chip in five bucks. Chip in, yeah. It's we have free shows for starters. So he's reviewing the free show. You listen for thirty seconds. That's libel. That's libel. That's slander. That's all of it. Get blue shirt on the phone. <laughs> that and serve Bl- some papers.
0: Exactly. You guys are goddamn genders with how much free content you give out?
3: Exactly. One hundred fifty-seven episodes times at least an hour each episode. That's one hundred fifty-seven hours of free content. We chat what how many 10 bu- days? 10 twenty-four
2: hours in a day? That's like days of your life. Twenty bucks an hour. We've given up. Yeah, you should be paying us. So that's it, Cap. Let's get to Lost in America. Play the music you <laughs> Kaplan. Uh, I think your school, your kid's school's lost in America this week. But before we get to that, I just want to say that that reviewer, that is real. You guys both asked me, uh, asked me out the air if it was real. It is 100% real. And I looked him up to see if he was just one of those guys that's like hates his life and gives everything to all podcast negative reviews. He's reviewed like 15 other podcasts and all of them are positive. Whereas his so, first negative review. Oh my God. His first one star. He gave he's, us a one star. Do
3: you think he just was, do you think it's a random thing where he just goes through? He's like, he, he, I have just, no, he must have discovered us
2: recently somehow. All I can think of, maybe it's a guy who came to one of my shows over my the last God. few months on the road and was like, I'll check out this guy's podcast. I did take an Uber with a guy the other day and got him to subscribe. You think it was the guy? Maybe. Maybe. He's a che- one-star cheap tipper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he like
3: held up his phone. He's like, cool, I got it. And he plugged it in. That's great door-to-door. Yeah. I was doing door-to-door the night. I was, uh, I, I was at an alumni event. And I met someone from China, and immediately it's like, "Here's your f-, like, exactly." I tell her about the podcast. Well, maybe and, it was that person. Maybe she gave me a bad review. Who knows? <laughs>
2: anyway, speaking of China, yeah. your, your kids' school. What's well, going yeah,
3: on? Well, yeah. So several last spring we had a we had a we had a cliffhanger last summer that yeah. we never wrapped up, and it was tied up. Remember, we had a we had an episode where Teddy Kaplan, my son, was student of the month. And I showed up at the – it was basically a bringer event for the PTA. Yes. And they – Oh, yeah. And they. And at the bringer event, they were trying to rubber stamp the budget for next year, which included this Chinese language program that you would learn uh, – that would uh, – be a simulcast program, not a live Chinese teacher because they couldn't afford that. And it was like $55,000. So the school wanted to pay 55 grand out of your guys' money yeah.
2: to get... um they Yeah, they would uh, Skype in, essentially, so, some lady in China. So
3: some people raised objections and it became a huge fight at the meeting. And they people refused to go ahead with it. And essentially what happened at that meeting was that the kids eventually, I think they had babysitters. What that, was the fight over? Just like it was too expensive? They were like, we didn't know anything about this. You just brought this up. It's too expensive. We need more information. Oh, they were trying to sneak it in. They were trying to sneak. I, I don't know. That's what they were saying. They're parents who have never showed up to a meeting before. Probably probably discussed it at other <laughs> meetings, but their kids want student of the month this month. They got the wrong kids. It's, they got kids who are, you got to have apathetic parents at the student of the month meetings at the end, the end of the year. So essentially what happened to end that meeting was they were like going to continue this conversation and the people who are paid to Babysit, I think the kids who were in like the other room while this PTA meeting is going on, the student of the months, they just like their time was up. They just rolled the kids in. The kids came on the stage, were like ready for their awards. Because the meeting it's was like going the, too long? It was the meeting was going too long. So they're just like, We're gonna have to table this till fall. So okay. they had the meeting, finally. They had another oh, that was like six months. Seven ago. months it was the last two months of the year. because oh. Teddy never wins early in the year. He's always the Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. kid's gotta win once, but they wait to see if he'll transfer to So they had the first uh, PTA meeting this year. Randy went. Because she's a good... If you always start the year as parents, you want to be active. Then you fade away. So uh, she starts the year gung-ho about these PTA meetings. Went to the first one, and she was reporting back to me what happened. Was that they brought in an actual... uh, They actually had the demonstration of this program. And I sent you the video. You, you, yes,
2: I saw the video. Can I
3: explain? Yeah, it was
2: a skyped in Chinese, a lady from China, in a, who knows where, sitting at a desk in some town in China somewhere. A Chinese lady being like, "Hello," and there were students or just parents there. There were kids in the audience. In the audience, it was it was in just like parents. a little auditorium, right? With she... all these parents sitting there, so they were going to demonstrate how this Chinese language learning Skype program would work. So it was a real life Chinese lady. Yeah, her probably like five in the morning for her because it was like five at night for and you guys. And she had
3: no idea probably what she was, she was about to get into a hostile discussion with like, and she so it, yeah. she's like, she, yeah, crazy innocent, parents. Innocent enough, she's like,
2: hello parents, yeah. I want you to say ni hao.
3: Yeah, what's we'll a ni
2: hao? And then the parents are like, ni hao, and no one said anything and she's like, I can't hear you and they're like, ni
3: hao. So what happened, so that and was like the demonstration. She demonstrated this first. whole class, I thought it was interesting. Um, here, can I say what I would do here?
2: Yeah. I, I know I keep butting in, but just hire me to teach this class.
3: Yeah. I can teach Chinese kids better than some Skyped in lady well, from Beijing. Well, to, I was going to say to jump ahead a little Randy was telling me that people got all upset at this meeting about, Ooh. even, and they started trying, one woman. Basically, he's tried to, during the simulcast, to negotiate the price down with this teacher that was demonstrating the thing. In Beijing? In Beijing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so I, I want, yeah, we should have had you in, like, Skype in, like, on another screen, like, you hacked in. I and you could, like, go lower, undercut her price, whatever she was giving them. And then, surprise, I'm actually just in the, next, the room next door, and I right. walk into the
2: room, and I'm like, yeah! But do you think how would it go over, you being a white guy? I, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. They would never hire me because I'm a white guy, and you don't want to. You're not going to pay fifty five grand to have a white guy teach your kids
3: Chinese. No, you I want a Chinese. Maybe person. maybe there's a price lower that would be that would work for a white guy. Like if you go low enough, we don't care. Because the part of it's you want to tell people you have this. Kids have this Chinese program. We
2: kid around about jobs for Joe Schaefer, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> but this is actually a real job for Joe Schaefer. He speaks Chinese. Yeah, he could easily give him.
3: 20 grand a year? Would he do it cuz what happens is they can't hire a real teacher to to be on site because it would be even more money. It would be like 75 grand cuz you need two teachers for all the classes. Okay. And this te- so between the salaries, I think it's like seven even the starting salary for a teacher, you're getting up there and Can I give you so, the- Okay. So they have to so this is like the compromise to get it going and then the program was supposed to be from grades 3 through I think 7 or something. So but the reason why it was expensive is cuz they need it for every class cuz there's no point in doing it one year. And they're not doing it the next year, right? I mean, yeah. So, how often would they get Chinese language class? Like every day, once a week? I think it's maybe twice a week or something. I don't know because that's what they. I don't think it's a lot, but
2: yeah, uh, for like thirty minutes. And it's more.
3: It's also culture. Yeah. So you're getting
2: this one teacher to kind of bounce around from class
3: to class all day,
2: right? Probably,
3: right? So she's. I don't know thirty minutes per
2: classroom, but so I, I can tell you this: to learn Chinese for me, it took. I had to live there and take classes five days a week, three yep. hours a day to learn the language. These kids ain't learning it, right? So that's a, that's the vote of why they shouldn't do it. Because and I'm on that team side. So I'm there's a, no
3: chance you're going to figure out Chinese yeah. once or twice a week. I mean, these parents, some of them are getting really angry, apparently, and hostile. And you know, one of them was upset. They said that why Chinese, like it was a little bit. It felt a little. Randy said it felt a little racist, almost hostile to Chinese. Oh no, people were why Chinese, like getting all mad about why Chinese. And this was before the NBA controversy or any. Thing that could have t- Hong Kong protests. is a few months. To, you know. Oh, well, they're morons. I think yeah. learning Chinese is a good idea. Yeah. So somebody. So, so my favorite thing is one of the parents. What are they going to learn? French. Well, one of them wanted to do French. Yes. That's but, insane. But he, he's actually French. And then. Yeah, but also that's
2: <laughs> way, Chinese but, is way more of a useful. You know, language I think than actually French. he
3: said no. I I would want them to learn French, but I'm not going to make them do it. But so another parent, some of their parents actually wanted them to learn Arabic, which I find fascinating because. Like I feel like that's a woke thing. Well, it's it. woke, but it's like also we're you know when like the left and the right agree. Yeah. I feel like after like 11 like super right wing people would have been like, I want my kids to learn Arabic so they can join the CIA one day. And, sure, and that would have been, and then then now they've come so full circle where well, there's other parents who want their kids to learn Arabic for I'm not even sure what reason, just because <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, I don't say that Because like, it's a POC language. Yeah, like why would you need to learn Arabic? You wouldn't. There's no practical reason. Chinese yeah. is very practical. I mean,
2: unless you're getting into the oil industry, it might be helpful. Well, yeah. We have all the oil. Well, now. You told it. us. Yeah. yeah we got to learn how to
3: speak New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: roll up the sleeves. And- I would say Chinese is definitely a valuable language to learn. Yeah. I mean, in New York City, there's a lot of jobs you can find online. I've looked, you know, you look around LinkedIn, half the jobs on there are like Mandarin required or Mandarin yeah. language uh, a plus. I
3: mean, maybe what these woke parents are saying is they, they trust their president to win the trade war and crush China so much that Chinese won't be useful anymore. Because that's only. Otherwise, what do they think the future? No, but even China as a as
2: a as a country. Even if we wouldn't, I don't think these woke parents trust their president to win the trade war. But even if that's the case, there's still if you any hotel in New York City, any, and it's probably around the United States. There's Chinese people staying at all these places. Any tourism, Disney World. There's a million jobs now where you can get. It's beneficial to speak Chinese, French. Come on, all those people have either learned English by now, or who cares about the French?
3: Yeah, and there was a time period when we were kids, or maybe Japanese was was people were thinking that, and they were wrong. But you know, so maybe you don't need to learn anything, and maybe. uh, But if you're going to learn something, it should be Chinese. But but I think you're right in that it needs to be more than one day a week. It It can't be. be. If you're doing one day a week, it's slow down. So I have some news for you. What happened? Because of all the fighting, they didn't improve the budget. They only. I think they approved a smaller portion of the budget to go along with some money the city gave for third grade only. So third graders are going to have this Chinese program. It's like a trial thing. That's even worse. But it, there's going to be nothing for the, the fourth graders who took it last year because they had it last year for third. They're not going to have it. So they lo- everything they learned last year is over. That's the dumbest and,
2: idea they could have landed And Teddy
3: Kappel will be in third grade next year. So if nothing changes, he'd be up for it. But it is optional. And he's already said he doesn't want to do it. He said, he, he said, he, quote, he already speaks Russian and he's learning Hebrew, so he doesn't need another language. But it, correct me if I'm and, wrong, and not to you know, <laughs> I don't want to ruffle feathers. But both of
2: those are untrue, are they? Not?
3: <laughs> that he speaks Russian
2: and Hebrew. Well, he's learning Hebrew. At oh, Hebrew he's learning Hebrew. a little
3: bit, and he doesn't speak. Ru- I mean, L- he has, Russian's not. He has a book that's um. He brought home a book, uh, or he bought a book that's uh learning uh, living in Russia. It's like a reader. Okay. And he's reading the book. It's in English, but you have they have Russian words sprinkled in. And you sound them out phonetically, and if he pronounces them wrong or any word, even an English word wrong, and I correct him when he's reading that book, he says, No, no, no. That's how you say in Russian. Okay. That's how we speak. So he, sure. he's very confident but yeah. He's uh, r- the Russians don't speak Chinese, right? They're they're are they rivals? No. Uh yeah they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they're
2: they're definitely not so best friends
3: yeah exactly so he's true to his roots all right well I would <laughs> well, say I mean it's up to him but I would say learning Chinese is a good idea and if I donate money to PTA and we get this approved for next year like fifty thousand sixty thousand dollars whatever it is and I spend my money he, he's he's taking that class he's I paid for that class goddamn exactly it. that's anyway. it all right should we get to Jim Norton Jim's here let's bring him in. <laughs>
2: All right, we're back with our guest, Jim Norton. Welcome to the show, man. Hi, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Of course. Um, we were just talking outside, but we'll start there about uh, The uh, the Irishman. Yes.
1: And um, Don Rickles. You played Don Rickles on the show. Yeah, it was what a was weird he- one. It was like, I didn't, uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I, the first thing I had to do was meet Scorsese. Like, they, they I didn't audition for it. They just kind of offered it to me. And uh, apparently he had watched something and thought, all right, Jim can do it. But I remember not being nervous. I was in such a manic depression at that time when I had to go to meet him that I was so depressed that I wasn't nervous, so the meeting went well. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like, I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to jump off the balcony. Oh, no, nah, i got to go meet Martin Scorsese. It was like one of those like, pits that you wind up in. Yeah. So I think I was relaxed and comfortable in the, in the meeting. But it was weird because you're doing an impression or whatever. I had 10 days to get ready for it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, De Niro, Pesci, these guys, Scorsese, they know Rickles. Well, so you it's like, it'd be like someone doing a Patrice impression in front of me, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of nerve wracking. Um, and I figured just kind of do it as I think I would do it and don't go crazy. Did you
2: to, know Rickles? Did I
1: know I, I met him a few times, he yeah. was always very nice to me. I did the Tonight Show with him once. Uh, where I had a segment when he was on, and he said it was funny. He was actually really, uh he was really sweet. Uh, I met him a few times, but I, I didn't know him. I remember one time at the Montreal Festival, I was backstage with like Gabriel Iglesias and a couple other people, and we all just kind of went to see Don Rickles and me in the room with him. Like, it was weird watching all these comics come in the back, and just want to talk just to, to kind of... I mean, I would. Uh, yeah. He was really old. He could only... He sat down when he performed. Like, you know, he was getting up there. He was probably in his 80s. Uh, but to see comics pay such reverence to him was nice. That's one of those guys I would have loved to see perform do
2: standup. Did you ever see him do standup?
1: Never No, I mean just getting getting ready for the to, to to do it. I did a bunch of extra stuff. It was scripted, so you had to have the uh, lines that, that he said that night. But some told me just to have extra ones just in case, so it didn't get boring. Yeah. So I probably had like thirty extra Rickles jokes. Uh, that I just from him okay. jokes. <clears throat> yeah. yeah and then um, yeah, I'm glad I did that because the one that I used in the film was actually one I took from one of his albums it wasn't even in the script so I guess because it was fresh and it, it felt okay and yeah. used it. It was, it was great, though. I'm happy I made it in. I
2: remember, I think my parents saw him, like, maybe in the 70s or something. I remember yeah. the thing, they were like, because when I started doing stand-up, they were like, all they based it off was, like, they saw Rickles in the 70s, you know? They're like, if you're going to make fun of other people, you make fun of yourself first. Right. <laughs> and then, I guess that's a Rickles movie. He would open with, like, 15
1: minutes, just ripping on himself, and then dive into the crowd pretty hard. He was so funny. There's uh, really funny things to watch. Like, there's one where he roasts Eastwood. And everyone in Hollywood is there. Clint is there with his mother. And Rickles just stands up in the audience with no notes and shits on him for (laughs) five minutes. And it's really, it's gotta be totally clean, certain taste, you know, and it's really funny. Uh, He was great in those circumstances that I would really bomb in. Rickles was great.
2: Well, he was doing that to uh, Sinatra as well, right? He brutalized Sinatra. Who's like, untouchable. By most other people,
3: yeah. I mean, even with like De Niro, I've seen, I've, I've met him a couple times at events, and he would just give it. He would give it to Bob in a way that most people would not feel. And he, and he did that thing because it was later in his life, where he almost like thought he was. He seemed older and almost like a little slower. But then all of a sudden, he just would say something like, "No." sharp as sharp as ever and 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 everyone just so much reverence for him everyone had so
1: yeah and you forget that people whether it's De Niro or Clint Eastwood everybody likes somebody who's comfortable with them like you know everyone likes to be worshipped I'm sure but like when you it's nice to have people who just it's like I was watching that Prince Andrew interview and I I was thinking (laughs) please don't mention my name great job (laughs) (laughs) he did a great job (laughs) I I heard it was a bang up PR really well
3: done we need to hire that PR team where we have scandals yeah That was a
1: disaster. It it wouldn't have been worse if he said, I hung Jeffrey Epstein. He couldn't have have sucked more. But I was watching it, and I'm thinking, this is a guy who nobody has ever go, shut up. No one tells this guy to shut up. Clearly. No one tells him. That explanation stinks. He doesn't have anybody who is comfortable with him. It's Everyone is, well, your highness, and blah, 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 and they nod politely, and they'll yes him to death. And that's a disadvantage, because then when you go and there's a reporter who is her job is to trip you up uh you don't know how to handle it because there's no you've never had any type of conflict other than probably interfamily family debates.
3: You can't take a verbal punch, basically. You can't take a verbal punch, and you
1: don't know how to get out of the way of one, and you think your word will carry you through like it does at dinner parties, but it doesn't. So I think everybody likes somebody who's comfortable with them. It's it's a a roundabout way to say that, but that's probably why those guys love Rickles, because he didn't care. He made fun of everyone.
2: Well, I remember when, so I used to, before I knew anybody, and I still don't really know many people, but I used to think that um, just there was a level like regular people and then celebrity, and then celebrity, that was one level you know and then we went to the uh the rap party for the Irishman oh yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaplan took me and uh and there was like a line to meet De Niro but it was a line of people that I knew from TV yeah it was like everyone on the sopranos <laughs> yeah. was waiting in line to meet Robert de Niro I didn't know that existed as a thing I just figured it was oh, everyone exciting. hung out
3: yeah you know? all the celebrities hang out in a, in a room club
1: somewhere And they just
2: I don't know, I didn't know there were certain levels <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean I guess yeah. whatever you know I and I I was at the top of
3: the level yeah
1: yeah, that that level is different. Like I didn't even know DiCaprio was in that room. There was so many people crowded around Scorsese, uh, and there was a big. I heard he was there, but I didn't try to see him. I said hello to Bob, and I said hello to Scorsese, and I, I left. It was too crowded. But yeah, in that in that in that world, when I we shot a scene for the comedian, and uh, I was at the table with him, SD, Nick DiPaolo, and um, oh Jesus, Edie Falco. Uh, played his agent and it was right. weird I was outside talking to her about something asking her like you know if she I didn't know her but I was like hey yeah you're having a good time whatever and she's like yeah how could you not it's De Niro like it was even uh, like her right. who is one yeah, of the really. best actresses ever in her yeah, in a series Soprano. <laughs> Carmela Soprano Carmela <laughs> Soprano yeah. in, her, in her private moment was like fuck I'm working with De Niro like you know everyone has that hierarchy and for him, it would probably be somebody, else. he would work with somebody, I don't know, maybe Brando did that to him, or somebody um, did that to Muhammad him.
2: Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah,
1: Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, Ali. You gotta go everyone. real high. Yeah. I saw, I was at, an, yeah, you're, I, it was an event where Ali
3: was, and it was like all the, De Niro, Travolta, Leonardo, they were all there, and they were just, he was the guy. They were Ali? Just like, yeah. like, hundred Yeah, so... So we want. So then, also we talk about uh,
2: tra- inter- international travel. We're going to go Europe, but I think Brazil might be the way to go. Yeah. With you, how many? Where do you? How many times you've been to Brazil? Three.
1: Three Ooh. times, and yeah. is this recently or a long time ago? No, I I went when uh, I, the radio show I was on had gotten kicked off the air. Yeah, I remember in that. Two thousand two, August of two thousand two. So we came back on in October of 04. So I went three times in between that period. I went with comedians. I went with Patrice, I went with Keith Robinson, Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss, Jason Steinberg. There was a couple of other comics that that came over different times. But you guys aren't doing stand up. Just no. <laughs> no. No, not a joke <laughs> I you, you can now. No. There's stand up everywhere. Yeah, there is. But uh, uh, 2002 Brazil comedy scene wasn't It was not jumping. You know, not, <laughs> not, not jumping, not kicking n- yet. not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, not for us at least. We, but we went down there just to kind of You know, I mean, you could have sex, go to the brothels. Yeah, Um, that's what we did. Uh, A lot of time in the brothels, but it was weird. Like, I liked it, but I didn't like the language barrier. Like, I wound up falling in love with a girl, and she Uh, doesn't know what you're saying. No, she did. (laughs) I I didn't fuck her though. I paid her, but we didn't have sex. Like, it was weird. I just kind of, I kind of had like a loving girlfriend. (laughs) Classic move. I I know, classic (laughs) classic (laughs) dummy from Jersey. (laughs) I really fell in love. Yeah. Um, But we would go to the brothels. It was. More just kind of hanging out with my friends, that was fun. But I don't like the language barrier because to me, what turns me on is somebody's, there's a communication that goes with it, like somebody's dirtiness. It not like I like them to be able to talk like I, I like them like a personality a personality like when you can't communicate with with no language it's just a, a good-looking body and that wasn't enough
3: so also you want them to get your jokes you're you know if you're funny you want to, you have someone laugh absolutely you yeah. yeah yeah not everybody has looks <laughs> yeah, exactly. right yeah. you
2: need uh well if money works too I guess in those situations yeah but so how long are you hanging out with her without being able to communicate
1: uh, I mean with her I was able to talk we didn't have sex but oh. for the other girls an hour I mean in the in the brothel <laughs> me and Keith Robinson were doing hundreds milligram Viagra's uh, <laughs> over the counter Brazilian Viagra and go into the brothel and you know be the, I couldn't pop you know I'd be like you know three girls and I, just, I couldn't I couldn't finish. Uh, Wait, really? Because uh, of the language bear? No, the Viagra. It was too much oh, uh, it, it was too much. <laughs> was too yeah. oh. that, was
3: the early, that was like the peak of Viagra, I feel like two thousand and two days and you're the before go. they started cutting it, man.
1: <laughs> I love the, it. Cialis yeah. and everything took no Cialis is better. Yeah, that's what they say, right? The Viagra uh, works faster in the in the moment to digress. Uh, it makes <laughs> you give a headache and you, you see blue, you're congested. Cialis stays in your system and you get a little bit of a backache, but your your dick is ready for like three days.
3: Oh wow. Yeah, it's really long term. Yeah. Well That's worth a it. Little tip out there. We got a lot of tips in this episode. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is difficult to maintain a relationship. I'm trying to think of if I had, in, in a foreign language, you know, even if you do speak that language, like when I, in, in, back in China, I would, um, I'm married now, but I was dating. Chinese well, girl or no? My you wife's Chinese. Oh, but she married. speaks English. Yeah, yeah. She oh, went yeah. to college here and then grad school in the UK. And I met her when she moved home. Um, she moved back. 2013 12, or 10 I guess but we met later but, um, but when I was first learning the language I thought it would be awesome to like oh I'll get a girlfriend and then you like that's a better way to learn the language but it, when you can't really talk you can, it's like a month
1: at most and then everyone's bored so what are you doing were you using like uh, the uh, language apps that they have or did they not have them when you were there
2: they didn't have I mean I was there I went there in 2004 um, so I moved yeah. there I came back 2016 but it was no I wasn't it was just what did you do
1: there for 12 years I had Mr. Softy ice cream trucks out there. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Buscemi and Trees Lounge. A, <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> and then uh, opened a comic <laughs> in Shanghai. Oh, all right. Kung Fu comic Were you doing stand-up there or no? That's how I started. Oh, okay. Yeah, start. I started an
2: open mic and then started a club and then started bringing guys over. Wow. Um, Is it a nice place, China? I, it was great. To vacation. That's a good way to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's changed a lot. I don't know if you've seen the recent news recently, but so when I was there, yeah. 2004 to 2012, it was great. Everything since then, it's been a slow decline oh. into like authoritarian. Like you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, Com- at that time, it was really like pro. Pro. All they were care about was business, and so learn like growing the economy. And the best way to do that was bring foreign people over, foreign business people, foreigners in general to like kind of like. Put stimulate. a charge, stimulate into the and teach people the how to do things. Yeah,
3: all yeah. you know,
2: like business, yeah. all different kinds of business and stuff. So I started an ice cream truck.
3: They need an, you can't stimulate an economy without an ice cream truck. That's like one of the keys. in economics. Well, they ended so up they, taking. They, it. So that's how it
2: ended. <laughs> they yeah. Took it. yeah, it was the they local, took
1: your ice cream truck.
2: The local government officials thought it was like it was doing so well. we were doing really good business. That's it, the problem. They wanted it.
3: Yeah, how do they tell you That's real mafia stuff there. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, so they don't they don't tell you. They just um their their relatives went to work for us and then copied it like quit and like we fired them for stealing and then they <laughs> opened their own business, own ice cream truck, but they were parking like bumper to bumper to ours and we were the only ones who had permits. We were the only one legal. So it was like pretty fishy. Then Eventually, when their business got up and going enough, their their cousins, the government officials, just took our permits away and made us an illegal business.
1: (laughs) And did you ask them why? Yeah, but because. Just because? Because
2: we want your business. There's no, they don't need a, there's, it'd be like if the mob in right. America was in control of the country. Right, right, you right. You know? Right. And like, right. really not like, oh, our, our government's like a mob, but like actually how they operate. Yeah, yeah Exactly.
1: Yeah. Where well, they literally didn't have to tell you.
2: They didn't have to, yeah. yeah. But we had a, uh, Jimmy Schubert came over a few times. And Did uh, you have money saved? I did. Yeah, just through, I mean, I ran that business for 10 years. What about your comedy club? Um, it w- didn't go down immediately. We, it, I came back, but my, the guy I ran it with kept running it. And then live nation bought it oh, from okay. us about a year ago, year and a half ago. And then nine months later, they got shut down by the Chinese government.
3: Great job. by you selling
2: high the yeah, moment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Smart. So that was in Shanghai. So then they are now in the process of reopening it in Hong Kong under like our same management team. Live nation's reopening the club. Why does,
1: why is the Chinese government doing that?
2: Um, just because any foreigner that, first of all, it's, what we were doing was illegal the entire time. You need a permit. If you have over 50 people in a room, you need a permit in China because that could be a gathering. It could be an anti-government gathering. They don't know. Yes. Then you're on stage speaking freely, which is illegal. And then you're doing it in a foreign language, which they don't understand. And so they don't know how they can control it. To monitor, yeah. So we started Chinese language, open mics at our club and everything, Chinese, Chinese language nights. And all the Chinese stand-up stand-up comedy is still going because they can monitor it and control it. Yeah, So that's doing well. They have roasts and everything like that on TV. It's like big business in China. Controlled roasts. They have 400 million people watching. Sherrod, Small and I did a roast from here. They filmed it and then sent it over and it got 400 million views. Like they spliced us into a Chinese celebrity roast. (laughs) (laughs) In English? I did it in Chinese. He did it in English and they subtitled it.
1: Wow, who is this celebrity? Yeah.
2: It was like the Bieber of China. This
1: like oh my pop star. God. Guy. Did people laugh?
2: I don't. I mean, I guess I got like a million text messages the <laughs> second it aired. It blew up. I mean, it's four hundred million people. It's like wow. the Super Bowl times two. Um, so anyway, that all still goes. But the anything that's not under their control kind of has to take off yeah
1: China's a good market for things like unfortunately what I do is probably not marketable there but I understand like guys like The Rock and all those guys even the NBA which I would love to to kill those guys for being such pussies but there's a billion people like I I get why you want that business just say you want that business just be honest honest. I get it the problem
2: with the NBA was like the insane hypocrisy Uh, of 10-15 years of being like we're doing the right thing we don't care if it hurts our career meanwhile none of it was hurting saying Trump sucks doesn't hurt your career no
3: it does not actually helps
2: Uh, um, yeah. And then the minute something could have hurt their career, they can Yeah,
1: got to get more educated on the issue is the best one. <laughs> yeah. I need to learn more. I need to study. I need some <laughs> Yeah, books. that was the answer. Yeah, I don't feel educated
2: on the issue. <laughs> you got to think
1: about the impact of your tweets. Shut up, LeBron. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Shut your Then we're face. not listening to you on anything else ever. Yeah. If
1: that's the way it goes. Again, I would have done that too, though. Yes. But I would be honest. Like there's a billion people. A yeah. lot of Jim Norton dollars.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Chinese well, people you, can buy can too. Yep. you can still go all over Asia.
2: You can like everywhere else around. Would you ever go to Asia to do
1: stand up? Sure if there was expats there or whatever. Yeah, I would I mean I don't think they'd want me. I mean, but I've done That's Europe, not it was true. okay. There are I'll, people listening to this right now. We have a lot
2: of listeners around Asia. They, I can guarantee they yeah. want you to go. <laughs> yeah, I
1: would go if they uh if there was a market to go. Yeah, but I'm a yes. bitch with flights. You know, I like a gentleman's travel accommodations. <laughs> you know, I can't fly, like, uncomfortable flights. You know, yeah. I don't need a private plane. I mean, I need a good flight. Yeah. First class? Or business. I mean, I'm business. reasonable. Yeah, Business state.
3: Yeah. But, but the right airline business.
1: Yeah. Some... Uh, like like Vietnam air (laughs) some of those Asian Airways might not be the one you want yeah I'm thinking more Singapore yeah that's a good one how is it China China Air is that what it's called the main one Uh, there's
2: China Eastern there's China Air they're all okay I don't know if you want China
3: Eastern doesn't sound
1: they're
2: varying levels of United (laughs) basically oh okay yeah they're not that great what's
1: the best airline in China uh
2: well Singapore Air is a good one Thai Airways which is not these, none of these are in China but they fly to China Singapore does um, Qatar oh you know what the best one is Cathay Pacific uh, you know my manager that sounds good by the way you know Jonathan
1: yeah I think I he's an it. arms
3: dealer you had lunch <laughs> with him right I had lunch with him in L A great guy yeah. yeah he's a
1: great guy but he knows a little something about everything yeah he's, and he's flown Cathay Pacific and he's like that's one of the best airlines well, he, in the world. It is.
3: he's told me he's been to like how many countries like seventy six countries or something Every,
1: yeah. everywhere <laughs> except for Somalia and North Korea and there's like a few that uh, he hasn't been to, it, but he's he loves to travel. He's a very interesting guy.
2: Well, you can go, man. You can go, let's see, Thailand, Cambodia.
1: We stand up the tour here.
2: Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm trying to think of places that they have stand up now. Well, they didn't like seven or eight years ago, but because of podcasts, all that stuff. Sure. But How many people
1: show up for an American comedian? I mean,
2: Depends. Man. I, so, like, Russell Peters does stadiums.
1: <laughs> Russell's um, a weird anomaly, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's, uh, and then they do theaters. I think, who is it? Gaffigan did a
1: theater tour over there. Excuse me. Yeah, it's I'm not surprised. Gaffigan does theaters everywhere. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could half-sell a club there, too. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's a good move.
2: <laughs> Let you live in New York for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your Stop. feet. Yeah. Start
3: the ice cream business.
2: Exactly. God.
1: Yeah. So, but, um, all right. So. so you were in Brazil. You were in Rio. Where else were you? Were you? I was only in Rio. I we didn't, I'd never been to Sao Paulo. I never been anywhere else in uh, Brazil. But it was three trips to Rio. But it's dangerous. Like, you feel like when you're doing stuff, like, you know, it's, it's it's poverty, man. So when you're walking from the hotel to the club, you feel like this kids begging you for money, but then, you know, older kids are watching and like, you always feel like you're about to get robbed. Like, they always tell you, don't wear... Jewelry—you got to be careful in certain areas. Yeah, and don't, yeah, don't carry the money. Travel in groups. Travel in groups. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we had iPhones then. Don't think so. No. Not two thousand two. No, two thousand three and four. Probably yeah. not iPhones. Maybe no, cell phones. Yeah, there were cells.
2: And what kind of places are these? Are these just regular dance clubs? Well,
1: there was one called Help. <laughs> Which was, yeah, it was help. Shout out. Well, you help. can pronounce it help. I think help. it's closed down. Yeah, it's closed, yeah. <laughs> and we stayed like a block away at the Rio Othon Palace, and it was a treacherous walk. What was this in what part of Rio's Rio? Rio like de Janeiro the Rio. on the main oh. strip.
3: I go. remember we were in when I was in Rio in 2008. I went and uh, we. I remember being at like a steakhouse, like one of those really good steakhouses, mm-hmm. and the, it would be just so great to look around, and you could tell, like you just see these older guys with you could just tell like who the prostitute who was there with the prostate who wasn't sure based on the just the look like there's a certain but they're very I mean that's probably the place to go for oh yeah just just the the dating I would it's like he was taking up for a date which is something you like you were talking about you can you can fall in love I love sex workers
1: (laughs) I do I love them like I don't look down on them I don't look like they're disposable like I fall in love yeah I really do man I'll marry a sex has it ever worked out yeah you've dated Yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, I've dated none too, but I tend to uh, get along better with someone that's done that. I can't do it while they're actively doing it because I'm too jealous, but if they've done that in some capacity, I just, I don't know, uh, I feel like a weird connection to them even though I have never done that.
2: And does the is there always a background like a history there?
1: Oh yeah, but I mean my history is disastrous too. I mean you know I was sexually active as a kid, like you know I have a whole messy history. So yeah, anybody else's I, I embrace.
2: When you on the on the European trip was there any like I was looking up where you went. Did you go to Amsterdam or not? I, I went
1: remember. to Amsterdam. I went to uh, Oslo for one night. I went to Amsterdam for two nights. I went to uh, Copenhagen. I went to. Uh, well I'm trying to th- in in Sweden as well uh, Denmark, uh, uh, Copenhagen, is Denmark right? Yeah, and in Sweden I went to Stockholm and I, I, th- I what's the one place I went to with a B uh, Brussels? not Brussels. What else is in that? Belgium? No. Belgium uh, <laughs> okay What else is in Brussels around Brussels? Uh, Antwerp, Antwerp, Antwerp.
2: I know from like a Tom Rhodes bit about some guy cutting off his hand and throwing it and that's where they got the name or
1: something Really, you, you learn a lot in Tom Rhodes material yeah. you know Tom? <laughs> I do yeah, yeah. I know. yeah, I actually called Tom when I was out there because he was like a god in uh, he knows all Amsterdam so I'm like dude I, I, what's a good ra- I asked him for a good restaurant and he sent me to one of the best places I ever ate at yeah he, yeah, he knows I
2: everything Tom. like anywhere you go around the world it's like he's been there 10 times he has he's like, yeah oh, you
1: gotta go to this place check out that thing and he yeah. leads an interesting life He was one of the
2: first guys I met doing stand-up out in Asia because he came out touring, and I opened for him when I've been to comedy for like six months. Yeah. And then we've kept in touch.
1: Yeah, he's a good dude. He travels a lot. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But again, I think I heard the girls. I didn't pick up any there or in Antwerp. I think I was just looking, and you know, I think the girls there are sick of the like, people with cell phones taking pictures of them. Oh, mm-hmm. is
2: that, oh, it's like a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse That's,
1: me. I think they hate that. And
3: it's in the crowd, like a comedy club. Turn, you take, the, you kick them out if you, you take out your phone.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Make,
0: <laughs> make you make you put, your yeah. put your phone in a Louis, <laughs> Louis pouch. You yeah,
1: check it at the door.
3: The
0: Louis
1: pouch. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, people they can't enjoy the moment anymore. No, it's unbelievable. It is hard. <laughs> you're with a hooker. You're gonna uh, anyway.
2: I don't know. I don't find. Uh, I find most of the stand-up stuff where they say like, "Oh, these cr- everyone's too sensitive and everything." I haven't found that in clubs at all. Uh, in the United States over the past couple years. I don't know if you have.
1: Some are. Here's the difference. What's the difference between doing comedy now and 20 years ago? They've grown at the setups now. Like, it used to be you'd have to get where you were going to go. But now you could say something like, all right, so it was a racist attack. Oh, and it's like, could you fucking let me get to my destination first? Yeah, yeah they'll bail early, right? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you afraid that if you, you're going to be lumped in with my thought if you, if you don't groan? Yeah. It's, the, it's the constant virtue signaling and the constant like, whoa, hey, guys, I'm not with that. You know, It's like Twitter in real life being in a comedy club with that. It drives me nuts.
2: I feel like it's way more online, though.
1: Oh, yeah, I think so too.
2: I mean, like, most, uh, most, mostly what I get is people saying, like, hey, man, I'm, uh, I know that everyone's after comedy now, but fuck them. Yeah. It's way more, like, audiences being like, screw those other people than the, I feel like the percentage is pretty small of those, gro- the groaners or, like, the people. I mean, I don't know, maybe it depends on what clubs. Yeah. Going I mean, again, to.
1: mostly it's my audience if I'm outside, so they're there to see me, so it's better. But, like, at the cellar, it's kind of a random mix. Yeah. And you'll notice they get really, they get very groaning. Anything with race, anything with, Gender identity, is, unless you're saying it exactly the way people are comfortable or that they feel is polite, Yeah, it's crazy, no matter what the point of view is. Yeah.
3: It's tough in a setup to say it the way they want you to hear, hear
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Gender identity. Or in a punchline sometimes. <laughs> so. It's just it's, that's what the joke is. I, it's like be, people forget that sometimes you're purposefully obnoxious in a joke. Like sometimes the punchline is the ridiculousness of what you're saying. Yeah. Like sometimes you're, you're, the point is that no reasonable person thinks this.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's lost on people.
1: Yep.
2: I find,
3: yeah. Or some.
2: Like, it's, I find, like, a New York comedy club where I'm at, um pretty regularly, they're fine. And then when it's like a co- like a bar show or a coffee shop in Brooklyn or something, well, of course it's like a d- disaster. I literally can barely do it. Oh, and, Like to the point where every time I, d- I do one, I leave and I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> and then someone's like, come do the show. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like yeah. two weeks later. And then again, I'm like, what it's am like- I doing? Why am I doing this? And then I go do the same joke in New York and it's fine. And that's like a more cross section, I think, of the United States. Yeah. On the road, I think most, I don't know where I travel, it's usually okay.
1: Any audience that would embrace the term punchline Punching up or punching down is gonna suck. They're gonna suck.
2: (laughs) And also, I was saying this the other day, but the more, the less uh, an audience pays, I've found, the more judgmental they are. Like the free Brooklyn shows, you can't say anything. But if somebody's paying thirty bucks to go see you somewhere on the road, it's like we paid thirty bucks. Who cares? We're here to party.
1: (laughs) They respect you as a professional. This is what he does. Maybe that's it. Or as opposed to them where you're like in their favorite coffee shop just telling jokes the place they usually have coffee.
2: Yeah, and you're like, yeah, they think they're in charge. Yeah, you're somewhere.
1: soiling their favorite spot.
3: For free. Stop soiling until your racism turned yeah. <laughs> down.
2: All right. Well, would you go? So you're, uh, I don't know, I was looking up stuff from your, years ago, you're saying you weren't going to Europe, and then you did, and then there was some some guy wrote an article being like, now he's coming. I did, What's yeah. going to happen?
1: I enjoyed it a lot. It was, the crowds were really nice. I want to go back uh They were just great. I loved it, Um, but you know the money is not amazing. It's okay, and you got to take a week off of Rick's. I do radio, so it's kind of hard to take the time off to go. Yeah, Um, that's why I haven't gone back to Australia yet. I loved it, but it's just it's. Did you you performed in Australia? Yeah, I forgot about that. I did. Week and a half there. I did Melbourne and um, Sydney, and it was really fun. I, I had to spend time there with Jonathan. Actually walked around. Oh, yeah. It was really great. Qantas sucks. Um, I had a nightmare time <laughs> getting on that, that awful airline. <laughs> um, they had no Wi-Fi at the time, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, this way you're the businessman can get away from his email So like said,
3: an 18-hour flight." I, I can get away. That was how they spun it. I said <laughs> that to him. Is that's a that positive. I, that's what I do with my
1: kids when we don't want to well, yeah.
3: So you get away from it for an hour. Like,
1: I told <laughs> them, is that, how, "Is that how they tell you to spin it?" So yeah. I was so annoyed.
3: That's genius, yeah. But, but once you got there, you loved it. That I loved it. it. We, everyone, everyone likes
1: Australia. I feel like it's got the highest approval rating of every country. We did the um, Sydney Harbour Bridge walk, which I'm afraid of heights, and so there's like a suspension bridge in Sydney, and we you can see the Opera House right there, and you can walk on top of the bridge, like on this. Uh, the, the, you're, you're tethered in. It's crazy. Well,
2: like on the top, like the um,
1: the very top.
2: Okay, like where the the Golden Gate Bridge, like those things that go over the top. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we. Uh, I don't know. We didn't walk... Did we walk on the... Oh, yeah, maybe we did. I don't know if we walked on the very top cement, but you're like over the span, on top yeah. of the span. Yeah. Horrifying. Horrifying. Is that... You can just do it? Well, I mean, you have to be tethered in and you have to put a special oh. outfit on. There's nothing in your pockets. No, nothing you could drop on the... But you're looking down, like 150, 200 feet into traffic, and I have a panic attack. Up no there. phone?
3: You're not allowed to do that? No,
1: nothing. Nothing okay. that you could drop. But looking down, walking on a great... And so you can see the street below you. I was, I'm mortified of heights.
2: They have. You yeah. ever been to one of those um, glass the the glass floor buildings like the skyscraper? CN Tower,
1: and also they have that in uh, Chicago.
2: In, in Chicago, okay. I went to one in Shanghai, and it's you. you I won't even walk on the glass, even though like logically yeah, it's a floor, right? But right. it's basically it's a glass floor, and then you look down like 200 stories below you. But just by walking on the glass, the only people who would walk on it like free is little kids. Yeah. You know, like all the adults are like walking around it and the
1: little kids are just running around. My jumping kids on are scared of the dark, but not heights. So yeah, be it's out. weird, yeah. right? Because <laughs> they just assume they're not going to fall through. Yeah. Chicago has the one that goes out. You, you ever uh, see that in the Willis Tower? Where we used to be the Sears Tower. It goes out. So it's like a box that you can step out in and you're looking directly down and there's nothing on the side of you. Um, you know, it's like, it's like the box is like two feet deep or three feet deep. So you can actually stand. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a No. No, you're out. For that.
2: I don't think I could do that. We got to get to the news. Uh, before we do that, uh, Jim, what uh, what do you have coming up? Yeah. Um, when do we air? Uh, Monday, a week from today.
1: Okay, a week from today. So, say a second week of December, I will be here at Caroline's in New York City. If you want to see me, uh, and on Netflix, New Year's Eve, I have something called The Degenerates. Coming out, they shot six comics, and I'm one of them. We all have our own episode, and I'm really psyched about that because I like the material I did.
2: That's great. Who else, do you know who else is in it?
1: Yeah, Bobby Kelly has an episode, Miss Pat, Donnell Rollins, Nikki oh. Glazer, and Adrienne. How do you say her last name? Appalucci. I, I, I always um, say her name wrong. lap. App- Lapp- App- I don't know if it's an I or an L. It drives me nuts. I'm not 100% sure. Adrienne, she's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah,
3: Everyone's got to have a degenerate. Something that makes them a degenerate. That's what, yeah.
1: I think so, yeah. 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 There you go. Keep. My material is not even that dirty on this one. It's funny; it's the cleanest thing I've done. Are
3: you guys doing a half
2: hour
1: or uh, twenty minutes? Nice. You're supposed to be fifteen. That's 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 good. I. It's hard though because I usually gut the whole hour when I'm done and throw it out. But now there's twenty minutes that I have to replace in my act, which makes it a lot easier. Well, that's but, better. But it's like what where? Do oh, I,
2: I see what you're saying because it's like taking out a. a third of the story. It's like cutting
1: a cancer out. Now you Yeah. Get, you know, how much healthy tissue do you lose around, you know.
2: But as a viewer, I, even people I love, it's uh, a live, I'll watch an hour of anybody. But on TV, I think like a half hour. I can't, get, it's
3: hard to.
1: They uh, did algorithms. They said 20 minutes is actually a, a really perfect time. It is. And there's a reason that, plus they pay us less. But there's a reason <laughs> yeah. that they're. Uh, Netflix
3: has the best algorithm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. How much we pay these yeah. idiots to do this. Yeah. But
3: you'd rather watch uh, Yeah. I what?
2: don't know. Watching an hour stand up on TV. Plus, he's in The Irishman, which comes out on. That's TV. right. On yeah. uh, Netflix.
1: Uh, 27th. November 27th.
2: So, what should I do? Should I watch it on Netflix or should I go see it? I can't figure out what they want. You, Either one. You but to Netflix
1: do. is a great watch because it's a very long film. And, like, you know, you want to pause it. You want to piss. I only pissed once in the whole movie, which is a miracle because I piss a lot. But this way, if you want to the get theater, up. You
3: had to get up or you. I got, you got up. Yeah I, or you, a yeah. I should have brought a
1: cup. Yeah. I, I, but I ran in there at one point. Um. But it's a great movie for Netflix because if you have to pause it for a minute and go to the bathroom or get something from the fridge, you can. So I think Netflix is perfect.
3: All yeah. right, I'm doing that. Yeah, I watched it in the theater. I didn't know I was going to watch it, and I, I, I hadn't gotten to the bathroom in hours, so it was. It was a, I didn't think the movie's so good, though. I didn't notice until about two hours, 45 five minutes. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, it's I
1: really long. It's like a three-hour movie. Three, it's and 20, three and a half 329.
2: hours. Yeah, three twenty-nine. And he yeah. cut it
1: down from four. That's how I thought yeah. my scene wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. Well I figured he would you, I knew you were saying it but I,
3: I just thought Don Rickles, I can't leave that. I can't cut that out. Well,
1: so. yeah, cause he was there the night Gallo got killed. It's, you know, it's basically a true story, so they, I guess they left it in for the... Was Don Rickles really performing the night Gallo? a oh, yeah, that's of oh, and, yeah. and that's why I had to do do material material, he went went saw saw Rickles at the COPA. Right. Is this when,
2: like, the Right. Right. a little when the the owned the the a little bit of a little bit of a And bit that... Stuff?
1: Yeah, they owned everything.
2: And is that...
3: It seems like such a cool... Yeah, it wouldn't be a yeah. I mean, in days. my head,
2: it sounds cool. The, yeah.
3: If the mob owned that
1: Brooklyn coffee shop, you could do your racist material.
2: would <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually throw out those groaning... That would be things. amazing. <laughs> it might make comedy better, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. The mob <laughs> took back over. Dude, yeah. the mob never so,
1: sucked with comedy. They paid everybody good. Yeah. You got your girls, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a guy get me girls. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, stage. let's get to the news. All right.
2: This new story of the week comes to us from the USA Today. Police arrest suspect in fatal Popeyes chicken sandwich stabbing. <laughs> Police say the man who died had been methodically cutting in line uh, for uh, the re released chicken sandwich for 15 minutes before the suspect confronted him. Methodically.
1: It's funny. He, a guy got stabbed. That's terrible. He was cutting in line. All right, let's let's settle down here and yeah, exactly. let's really examine yeah. this. No, because yeah. everyone hates anyone cutting in line. Ah, I get both of them. I understand both. I get why you want to cut, and I get the guy who's like, no, I'm just. There's some people that just you can't cut in front of.
2: I don't know if I get cutting. I hate when people cut in line. Hate it. Hate it.
3: You yeah. Got, I mean, yeah. You have to at least have a. If you have a person up, you have to need a. It wasn't methodical. I mean, you just like cuts one person. Wait a minute, cut another person. He just kept doing. Just it, kept doing it. until he finally stats. cut the wrong person with a knife. Yeah. yeah. You should have quit while. Ahead. He Street made justice, to, you know, yeah, you
1: know? yeah, yeah. There's probably the guy probably you know you cried in front of the wrong guy, and the guy probably said you, you're not going to do this. But now he's going to jail for murder, and he's dead over that. The I'm chicken. so and sick. It was those in the
3: sandwich, by the way. That's so great. That's worth cutting. I over.
1: do. It. I'm yeah. so sick of hearing about the. I want to buy one and then film myself stepping on it. I'm so tired of hearing about these fucking Popeye sandwiches. Who cares? Has anyone had it? If you guys had it, I mean, my friend had. I don't even know where there's a Popeye. He just said they're fine. Yeah, right. They're fine.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I mean, like, what? How good is a were chicken sandwiches not a thing really before this? I don't I, get it.
3: Yeah, chicken sandwiches are in now. But I, I like that the uh, Chick Fil A people are always in lines and you know. But I like that it's kind of a it's a class thing now. It's good because people are always waiting at lines in all these like smuggy like places in Brooklyn for like a cupcake or something or a burger or like a
1: ramen yeah, no burger. No one's getting
2: stabbed. No this. one's
3: getting stabbed. But I like to see Popeyes. It's, it's rubbing off everywhere.
1: I would but. just
2: say it's the best advertiser for Popeyes you can get. Yeah, it's, they'll stab you over a sandwich. Well, yeah,
1: are people are going to want to go and wait in line. Yeah, no. All this violence. (laughs) Oh. It's
3: actually good now because now there might be less lines, or anytime there is a line, you see, anytime you see a a cutter, you just give them a little, like, signal, like, I have a knife.
1: Step back. And but he probably has one now, too. Anyone who's going to cut probably comes prepared. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. He has a gun for Wear like your, a
3: vest or something. You're like, ah, nice try. Bring Just, your cutting knife. Yeah. It's good.
2: All right, Thank next story of the week comes from some ABC 15. Oh, we get the. This is one. Local news here <laughs> yeah. from somewhere
3: in America. Woman
2: accuses professional <laughs> cuddler of sexual misconduct.
1: I mean, look. Uh, <laughs> a cuddler, what did he do? Did he get an erection or did he grope her? Well, that's the most shocking part of
2: the story. It was not a he. The cuddler oh. was a she. Oh. So on her website, Suzanne Woodward says she is a certified professional cuddler. I don't know who certified her, but... It, it, the government's got
3: to certify you now. That's very... She
1: charges $80 an hour. I've done it twice, so I know, yeah. You've had the cuddles? Yeah, I tried the cuddles. How was it? Uneventful. I mean, we were dressed and it wasn't... You know.
2: And you just, is it, what's the scene? Is it like um, a massage place where you lay
1: down? A- you no, know, she comes to you, you just lay in bed and hug. It's a little intimate and weird. But you wear your clothes? Yeah, yeah. well, you wear something comfortable, but I have like sweats and a shirt on, and she wore like sweatpants. You know, it, was, it was nothing, I guess some of them do more, but I didn't get any indication from her that she would.
2: Well, I don't think you're supposed to. So they said like it's somehow. I'm gonna like, look up Suzanne Woodward as we're talking. Yeah, look her <laughs> up. It's a d de- eighty bucks an hour. She's I think um, she's in
3: Arizona. If I, yeah, but she tells
2: she tells her potential clients that something magical happens when a person is held. But then uh, the complaint comes because she had the client's nipple in her mouth for five minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean that's that's definitely more than most people will offer. That was different from your cuddling experience. It was, yeah. Yeah. Nipple yeah. in the mouth. Interesting. For how long? Five minutes. Yeah, the other girl seems... didn't notice for five minutes. That's <laughs> what I was gonna I mean, say. Come on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of a cuddling thing you could say, like if you're with your. I anyway, know, so she feeding? took it to the she took it
2: to the Arizona whatever the
3: government the board it certified yeah, her,
2: and they said that it's a deregulated market and they're not responsible for it. So they didn't. Oh, now all of certifications the, does not, doesn't it, mean anything. They threw out the lawsuit. I don't know. I think if you're going to a cuddler, I mean, I've never been to one, so what am I, What do I know? Right. But it seems like you should
1: expect a little misconduct. action. misconduct. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, they say it's like a massage. It, 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 it's a gray area because somebody is touching you. And it's like, well, you're hugging me. I, if I get an erection, do I pull back or like you don't know? And it's it's hard to break touch down and, and not be not feel excited by it when you're that intimately touching somebody. When you're hugging somebody in a bed, it's difficult to not feel some connection.
2: I, yeah, yeah, I guess it depends on the age and the attractiveness. Yeah. Right, the, the cuddler's attractive. The cuddler. What if it's like a grandma? Yeah. What if it's like an eighty year old? Or I mean, what? Yeah,
3: with fist bump, I wouldn't cuddle her. Is that,
2: that not the thing?
3: Yeah, yeah no. You know where no. they have some really hot cuddlers is Brazil. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. yes. Call your penis. Yeah, <laughs> they're good, good eggs.
3: Yeah. You Next, you don't the, bring Viagra to the cuddling <laughs> sessions, but and that would be probably against Tempting. the rules. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Next story is from CNN: an Iowa inmate serving a life. Oh, this is interesting. An Iowa inmate inmate serving a life sentence says he should be a free man after he became ill, momentarily died, and had to be revived at the hospital. So he was serving a life sentence, but he technically died. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a real technicality. Which is a
2: wild loophole, well, yeah. which Kaplan's had a heart attack. So they didn't die, though. I know, sure. but what I'm saying is that if anyone's going to die, I, what I'm, if you want to commit something illegal, do it now. If this, I don't know if it holds up
1: or not. I don't know. It's a great question. What's he in for?
2: Um, he's, what was we, it? Only, we only think, have the headlines here. No, no, I, I wrote the story down. I mean, I read the story it's earlier. Not like
1: rape or anything. Not no, either. no,
2: I think, he, I think he murdered somebody. And life maybe is like probably 20 years ago. Some
3: yeah.
2: And he died,
1: huh? Yeah. I guess they mean you're still considered in the same life, like your age doesn't change. You're not starting over, but that's a pretty interesting point. I hope they let him off. That's such an interesting point. I hope Good.
2: they do too. That's why they have double life sentence. Don't yeah. they have double life double sentence. Double jeopardy. You, know you can't have. You know.
3: No, no. You, no the life sentence and then you oh, get two life sentences. That'll be the new sentence. thing. But yeah. they always say that they're so excited they finally can hand down because they do it just for like dramatic effect if someone's done something really bad, like you have. Yeah, four, I don't know like, why they do that. life. So now they know why. They were thinking about this. I think he should be let off. <laughs>
1: yeah. Should we start a free for creativity
3: Iowa, alone? I'm rooting for him.
2: Yeah,
1: find
3: La- out his information. We'll do, we'll start a campaign.
2: Last story of the week comes to us from New York Post. Kaplan. All right. Oxford bans. Uh, Oxford University bans clapping to avoid upsetting students.
1: That's okay. good, because clapping, there's nothing more upsetting than a round of applause. Yeah, I don't blame them at all. That, no, that's very upsetting to hear people clapping.
2: Have you had anyone snapping at your show? Have you noticed snapping? It's atrocious. So I've, it's, I've had really people do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had people when you accidentally... I never. I don't try to make points in stand-up, but every, like every, accidentally you might, or they think you're saying something that's like politically woke or whatever, and then I've had people start snapping in the village, like it shows in the village.
1: By the way, the whole politically woke thing, can they just admit what they, that it's a punitive thing if they like punishing people. Sure. Like they don't they won't admit that. Like it's yeah. fun to get people.
2: It's yeah. religion for people who aren't religious. I yeah, think. there you go. It's the yeah. ability
1: to be better than and holier than and judgmental. Why yeah. can't you clap at Oxford? Who is that upsetting?
3: The students uh, apparently. It they, apparently, it's, it's tr-
1: it triggers you with anxiety or
3: something. I guess
2: it triggers young people now. Clapping is a trigger. Any noise? Yeah, so they're asking for people to do. They're encouraging jazz hands. <laughs> what, what is jazz hands exactly? It's, I when mean, I, just like <laughs> it's like
1: going like that, but it's silent. What, what assholes? So, is that a real story? Th- it's a real story. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, New we Post got it from that,
2: the New York Post, but I've also seen it. I've seen the lady from Oxford defending herself on British television because British television is like going after prayer. doesn't it make you feel good that the
3: other universities are falling apart like Oxford not just, not just in the United States yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oxford that's the yeah.
2: number yeah, one Britain university Canada's
1: thing too it's yeah. great to
2: watch <laughs> yeah she's her whole thing is she's like well we don't we're not going to arrest you we just we just oh. would prefer people not to clap because it's a she said it was like non-inclusive of everyone's feelings oh my at the, I'm not kidding this yeah. is It'd really be great good.
3: to be arrested what are you in for I was clapping <laughs> you got I heard a applause. joke I liked and I
2: <laughs> I know when I when I uh, in Malaysia, they outlawed extreme laughing because um, somehow they were like basically you could be a comic, but you couldn't like be that good. Oh, great! Yeah, That's well, where the,
1: all our fucking D-list middles are going. You could get chuckles. <laughs> 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 yeah. it's,
2: it's it was illegal to kill. It was fine to do. All right.
3: What was the reasoning
2: for that? It, uh, somehow it was subversive against the government or something. I don't really know, but it was a similar thing where it was triggering some people in some way that it was too the noises were too loud. I,
3: subversive. Wow. What does the Malaysian government think of jazz hands? I'm just yeah.
1: Probably in four. I, <laughs> it I don't know. means something terrible in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you do both, it means fuck your mother. Like, oh, sorry. I didn't know. I'm trying to be quiet and respectful. Oh, my God. I can't win. Hope he's encouraged on this podcast. Yes. Okay. Well, can we?
2: It's a 100% clean podcast. Well, yeah, we should have told you. No, you can say whatever you want. Um, but do they do it at the
1: cellar? Are people
2: like snapping?
1: No. Okay. I didn't They're think not so. applauding for me either. So I guess I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing neither. He'll take jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, God, cool. It's irritating.
2: All right. Uh, that's the podcast. Jim, thank you for Thank doing you guys. It. Yeah, fun. It really yes. great. Yes, really appreciate it. Cap, that's it. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost.